We're back with the Care to Change podcast. We appreciate you choosing to join us today. We're continuing our month of topics on Life Uncensored, a series of Becoming. April will be joined by our counselor, Jean Crane, as they discuss becoming more patient. We hope you find this conversation helpful as we try to offer you practical solutions for positive change. Welcome back, everyone. This is April Bordeaux from Care to Change. We're so glad that you've chosen to spend your time with us today. We are in the middle of a series called Life Uncensored, and it's a series on becoming. And so far, we started with becoming a better parent. And then we talked about becoming a better spouse. We talked about becoming more balanced and less stressed. And wow, um, these topics are so relevant. And today is one that's so hard. I don't even know how we're going to tackle this. But that's why I brought Jean Crane in today, um, because today's topic is becoming more patient. And couldn't we all in today's day and age stand to become a little bit more patient? I'm wondering if this topic will generate zero downloads or a bunch of downloads, <laughs> right? So Jean, thank you so much always for joining us on the podcast. I'm glad you're here today. Yeah, thank you so much. And I, I hope that we can just start off with kind of a laugh that this becoming more patient is definitely not my forte. So thank you for um, having me do this one so that I could learn a lot more. And um, so the stuff that I'm sharing is just from me thinking about it and also asking some godly wise people mm. in my life who I think actually are patient mm. and also um, doing a little bit of research on it. So I'm actually glad I got to research this topic because it does not come naturally. It's, it's so good. We were we were sort of laughing before we started recording that she's like, why did you give me this? I'm like, <laughs> oh, well, we're both the same Enneagram. And well, because I'm going to ask you, you'll go do the research and bring it here. And it's so funny that you're like, I don't know. I, I don't know how to do that. I better ask other people how to do exactly. that. Uh, so thank you even just for that humility and saying that and bringing that. So this topic of being more patient, I think what we should probably do is begin by just defining what pa patience actually is. Maybe yes. it's a construct people don't even know. We have this idea we should be this, but we don't even know necessarily what it is. Yes. So, well, that's how I started. I actually just looked up the definition oh. to say, all right, so like, what, what is, is it? And um, the definition I found was patience is the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering. And it takes like perseverance and just being steadfast in that. I just felt the whole room get quiet. Like, yeah. Who Everything. wants to do that? You know, the joke is don't ever ask God to help right. you with patience because he's going to bring it. Right. So, but it is a wonderful thing and it is one of the fruit of the spirit. Hmm. But what I think is interesting is that in this culture, we are set up to not develop this trait, especially, you know, right now it's instant gratification. Mm -hmm. So you, you know, I didn't have this when I was um, younger, but like you can just get on your phone and get anything you want anytime. Mm -hmm. I mean, order it from Amazon, mm -hmm. Google, search a term, anything that you want, instant gratification. So we are so not programmed or conditioned to practice this trait at mm -hmm. all. And um, I feel you know even more sorry for kids coming growing up in this day and age where they've never even had to wait for stuff because it's really hard it's hard to wait it is you know I guess it begs the question why does it matter you know like why does it matter if we're not patient yeah if if the culture is telling us we can have instant everything mm -hmm. from microwaves to drive-throughs to apps mm -hmm. I guess why does it matter yeah. if we're not patient well two things come to mind one thing is that like that's not real life 
And so we are going to have times when we have to wait Mm -hmm. and we're going to have to wait on all kinds of things, including, you know, some of the ones that come up for me are driving places and people are going super slow in front of you or, um, you know, you're waiting, you you decide I'm going to exercise and I'm waiting to feel like I'm really getting toned. Well, it doesn't happen overnight. Mm -hmm. Or you're waiting for your colleague to get back to you and it's just taking time Mm -hmm. or you're waiting for change to happen in something. And that's, that's part of humanity. That's part of real life is like, we're going to have to learn this trait whether we want to or not because we might be able to get stuff on Amazon really fast, but we can't change people. And there's going to be times that it takes patience with people. But one thing that's very interesting is that I read when I was doing the research, delayed gratification actually brings more joy mm. in the thing that you get. And mm. I didn't really think of that. But it's funny, I was at Kings Island a couple of weeks ago and we happened to go on a day that it was rainy. And I was like, I've planned this for so many days. Like I can't reschedule. We're just going to have to go. Just whatever. Well, it just so happened that everybody else looked at the weather and was like, I'm not going either. But it didn't really rain. But nobody was at Kings Island. Mm. So we got on every ride in like five minutes. Well, I'm telling you, first of all, like that's too many rides in a day. <laughs> I was feeling really sick to my stomach. But there was something different that happened when you're waiting in line Mm -hmm. and all this anticipation is building. Then you get on the ride. It is so exhilarating. But if you can just like walk on the ride, go, go back in, go the line, go again, 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 it just Mm. doesn't have the same feel. So I thought that was kind of an interesting real life example of like, oh, it just wasn't quite as fun to go on the 55th Mm. ride because it was it took no you know, delay Mm -hmm. in getting on it. So I think that that is actually a true principle. Uh, my husband, Randy, he calls it the law of diminishing returns. Mm-hmm. And if you get something too fast, too often, so true, it doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean as much. Mm-hmm. And so there's like a diminishing effect mm-hmm. as you, like you said, the 55th ride was like, eh. Yeah. So one of the things that you can do in trying to develop patience is practicing delayed gratification. Mm. And um, so who wants to do that? But it is actually good. So one of the examples I read was, you know, if you want to have a milkshake instead of just like, okay, I feel like I want a milkshake. The thought popped into my head. I'm just going to run to the store, get one um, that maybe you delay that and you wait and you say, maybe I'll get one tonight after I run all the errands and do all the things. And so then you enjoy it more when you get there. So practicing waiting is one of those ways that you can so I kind of want to address this issue in two ways one is preventative ways that you can work on developing more patients and then one is intervention like if you're in the middle of a situation and it's really hard what can you do so one of those preventative ways is practicing the art of delayed gratification wow and that's not something that we just do naturally you really do have to be intentional at doing that and another thing that you can practice when it comes to patients is quieting yourself down. So I read this book. I talked about this when I did a a podcast on anxiety a couple months ago, um, Spiritual Practices for the Brain. It gives you a lot of different things that you can practice that help your brain and help your joy in life. And one of those things it said, and I literally, my jaw dropped when I read this, is like, practice mindfulness that even if you're at a stoplight and it's taking forever, that you can just be there in that moment, waiting at the stoplight and enjoy that moment, Mm -hmm. which to me, I'm just like, come on, like, let's go. Mm -hmm. This red light is taking forever. Mm -hmm. And so if you, if a person is intentional about practicing delayed gratification or practicing mindfulness, even in situations that are hard, it can be really good for them. And so again, 
preventatively, if you want to say it, like if you want to proactively go in and say, how can I get better at this? You can practice mindfulness in moments that you're waiting. So waiting in line at the store. These are all ones that come to me. I would love to hear, you know, even from you, like what are some things that mm-hmm. are times when you're like, oh my goodness, this is really hard. But for me, driving is one and waiting in line at the store when I have uh, so much to do. I have mm-hmm. four kids. I'm busy. It's just really hard to sit here and wait. And um, so it's really easy to like get your phone out as fast as you can and start, you know, working or going through Facebook or Instagram or something or doing all of these other things. But what if you just sat there and or stood there in line and you practice mindfulness and mm. you practice breathing and like just taking in that moment yeah. and experiencing that. And again, the studies show that people are more joyful when they're mindful mm-hmm. of their situation around them instead of thinking about oh, all the things I have to do or oh, all the things that happened to me, like being in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so any of those things like meditation, slowing yourself down, you know, grounding yourself to the present moment, all of that helps kind of slow everything down and get you in that mindset of being a slowed down and more patient person preventatively. It's so interesting that you say this, you know, I have a, I had an aha moment when you were talking just now um, about the, the art of patience and, you know, obviously we're called care to change. And in mm. order for change yes. to really occur, it requires patience. That's true. Patience. And if we are expecting change within ourselves mm-hmm. or with those around us, it yeah. will require patience. Um, yeah. And so relationally, to enter into a relationship where there is change that's needed, patience it has to be part of that process. That is such a good point. Even as a therapist, who talks to clients all the time and and it is a struggle and a hard Mm -hmm. thing to be patient with the process of therapy Mm -hmm. too when you come in and say I've had these goals and I want to get there and this takes time Mm -hmm. but you're right it's an important thing for both in ourselves and with other people in our lives for sure and then but you know like you said but practicing the art of delayed gratification brings joy Mm -hmm. and how much joy do we even experience when we see a marriage restored or someone overcome anxiety or someone who walks through trauma and then you see the healing and you're like that took work yes that is so beautiful and then we can just so rejoice it's like we love the quick ones yes but man it feels good when someone has had to walk through and it has taken time and they have stuck with it and you're I mean it that's an example I guess Mm -hmm. of true like wow, when are we ever going to see the the change? Mm -hmm. And then when they get it and then there's this change, you're like, Mm -hmm. that's what I'm talking about. That's why we're here. That's what we're doing. And it does require patience. Because when you first said, oh, practice the art of delayed gratification, you're like, oh, and practice quieting yourself down like instantly might like it's like sandpaper like (laughs) no no, neither one of those. I don't want to do either one. But when you say, you know, like quieting yourself down, it, it kind of promotes peace. And when you put it in the context of patients quieting mm-hmm. yourself down, we know this is what reduces anxiety. Yes. And so it's a practice that will actually reduce anxiety. Yes. And so even though it mm-hmm. sounds counterintuitive, like the art of slowing down and mindfulness is the opposite of let's keep going, go, go. We got somewhere mm-hmm. to go. We got someplace to be. Mm-hmm. We also know that, well, if we want to reduce anxiety and stress, slowing it down yes. really is part of the process. So yeah. patients... Yeah. might be important in reducing anxiety. Yes. And I, I hadn't thought about it like that before. Yeah. Yeah. And if they're very interconnected, because if you think about this as well, 
if we build in margin to our lives, Mm -hmm. we probably will be less impatient with other Mm -hmm. people. So if I am leaving for work 15 minutes early and I'm just going to go in and kind of slow myself, you know, into the process, then I'm not going to be as frustrated when the person in front of me is driving 10 miles under the speed limit because margin's there. So I'm not like feeling that anxiety or stress. And so building margin, I think, is another preventative Mm -hmm. means towards developing patience because we just won't naturally just be as impatient or frustrated or have the emotions of like, what is happening with this person? Or why is this line taking so long? Or, you know, that hurried feeling um, that is definitely, you know, connected with anxiety for sure. And I would say lastly, as far as prevention goes, um, patience is the art. I think it's the art of emotional regulation, right? Mm. That when something hard comes or when we're having to wait or when, you know, a difficulty is arising that isn't quickly fixed, what are we going to do with our emotions in that moment, those days, those weeks, those months, those years, because Mm -hmm. we all know, and we've been through it ourselves, things that take years to change. Mm -hmm. And so I think too, preventatively, and this is like so much a counselor thing to say, but getting to know your emotions and knowing what you're feeling Mm -hmm. and understanding those and then finding healthy, good ways to manage those feelings can actually help when you're practicing that beforehand, then when the time comes, you're like, oh my goodness, I'm so frustrated. I'm so upset with this person. I'm so, you know already what to do because you can label the feeling and you can do something healthy with it instead of letting it just kind of come out impulsively. And Mm -hmm. I think that's when we're impatient, sometimes we can be edgy and irritated and Mm -hmm. mean and rude and hurt people in the process. And that's not our intention or it's the last thing we really want to do. I mean, it's just beautiful what you're saying. Practicing the art of delayed gratification, quieting yourself down, building in margin, practicing emotional regulation. I mean, if we took out the topic title of patience, Mm -hmm. these would all be the same as like, okay, let's talk about um, reducing anxiety. Let's talk about strengthening your mental health. Let's talk about improving relationships, thriving in life, having more peace, right? right? And so it's not even just about patience. Mm -hmm. It's so much more than that. Mm -hmm. When you, when you list it out like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So good. So intervention, Mm -hmm. like, what do you do when you're right in the (laughs) middle of it? And you're like, okay, I've maybe been trying to do these preventative things, but I'm in this situation right now and I'm feeling impatient. Well, I love this story that I heard Oprah Winfrey Winfrey talk about a long time ago, and that is that she tries to tell herself a story. So if she's driving and somebody's driving really slow in front of her, I know this is a constant theme, but she tries to tell herself a good narrative. Like maybe that person, you know, is on the way to the hospital and they have to be really careful or they Mm -hmm. cut me off because they're on the way to the hospital because they're about to have a baby. Mm -hmm. And if you you get perspective and you say there might be more to the story, Mm -hmm. there's so many examples of this. Mm -hmm. I remember I heard a story of this guy who was on the subway in New York and his kids were like kind of running around, like running into people and bumping into people. And this guy was just sitting there with his head in his hands and people on the subway were like, what is wrong? Like, I can't understand why this guy isn't getting control of his kids. Like these kids are so annoying and becoming impatient with the kids. And so finally someone said, sir, your kids are running all around. And he said, oh, I'm so sorry. You have to forgive Mm. me. We're on the way back from my wife's funeral. Mm -hmm. And 
okay, all of a sudden, like that perspective, like, oh my goodness, there's more to the story. We don't always know the more to the story, but what if we gave people positive intent? What if we assigned them positive things? And then that just might help our emotions in the middle of that to get perspective about, you know, the potential of why. And then sometimes we can know the why. Sometimes we can Mm -hmm. like dig a little deeper with somebody. Like if it's a colleague who you need to hear back from them because you're working on a project together or, you know, they have a certain thing they're supposed to do. You haven't heard back and you check in with them and they're telling you, we were just hearing this at the Global Leadership Summit, like someone's productivity goes way down or they're just not getting back and like, hey, what's going on? And all of a sudden find out, oh, there's a lot going on at Mm -hmm. home for them or they're going through something really tough or grief and loss. Mm -hmm. So if we can get to the why, it helps us with the emotions that we experience when we're feeling impatient with them. Yeah, that simple understanding of the other person's story. Yep, Mm -hmm. yep. And then obviously in the middle of a situation where your body starts to feel that impatient, frustrating feeling, um, it's always a good thing to do to relax your body. So you can always do what every counselor loves to teach our clients, which is taking um, deep breaths and relaxing your body. Um, And then, so what can you do with your body? You can relax your body. What can you do with your mind? Honestly, if you just say, when I start to feel that feeling of irritation or impatience, I'm going to program my brain to start thinking about things I'm grateful for. All of a Mm. sudden that distracts your mind away from the frustration and you're going to feel better. You get the benefit of thinking about things you're grateful for, which is, you know, now scientifically proven helps Mm -hmm. you. You feel more peace. You feel more joy. You're more present. All of those things. So I think it's just a good game plan if you're standing in line and it's taking forever and the person is writing a check like Mm -hmm. what who writes checks anymore um that Mm -hmm. you go okay I'm gonna take some breaths I'm gonna think about things I'm grateful for be present in the moment right here right now and I can manage this and I can make it through and I I will feel better Mm -hmm. um and if you're really in a pinch and sorry I shouldn't have said it that way not if you're really in a pinch you can also always pray right and ask God like God help me right now I'm feeling this feeling of irritation, frustration with this person. This is your person. You made them. You designed them. So can you help me right now? Sort of asking for divine intervention. Is that which, how you pray or do you pray, God, make them go faster? That's true. That is true. <laughs> Most likely, probably the second one. And I think this is a real area of conviction for me because when I'm in the car and someone's going slow, that is, and prayer is not usually my first like, oh, my go-to. But now hopefully I'll remember this. <laughs> Yes. And we already kind of talked about this, but even in the middle of an impatient situation, getting in touch with your feelings, what's happening right now. So, you know, if somebody is late consistently to a meeting that you have with them and you're feeling impatient with them, for me, if someone's late, I actually like it. I'm like, oh, good. They're just human. But for some, (laughs) I totally get it. For some people who are wonderfully on time people, it's really frustrating and they're getting impatient with that person because maybe they feel disrespected because, you know, time management is respect. So what's the feeling that you're having and how do I need to get in touch with that feeling that I'm getting from this situation so I know what to do with it? Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes it is to talk to somebody about it because you're feeling that way. Again, if someone's not getting back to you, maybe you feel irrelevant, like, oh, Mm -hmm. I guess I don't even matter. Mm -hmm. If you can recognize what's going on inside of you, instead of just letting it come out in anger, you can get to the heart of it. How do I work on feeling irrelevant? Do Mm -hmm. I talk to the person? Do I work this out with God? Do I talk to my therapist or somebody else about it? You know, but figuring out what it is that's happening inside of you in that moment, instead of just letting the emotions take over and being irritated or frustrated with someone. That is so good. Let me make sure I got all these intervention. Tell 
yourself a story. There might be more to the story. Relax your body Mm -hmm. by breathing. Practicing gratitude in the moment of um, pray, always Mm -hmm. praying, and getting in touch with what's happening inside, like what's really about that frustration uh, underneath that impatience or that frustration. So good. So good. This is a lot of information, you know, and it's such good practice. I think, you know, you started by saying practice it and being patient is a practice, Mm -hmm. right? It's not something Mm -hmm. that just today I'm going to wake up and I'm going to will myself to be patient. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I do agree with you. And, you know, I see this when Mm -hmm. the people that are patient in my life, the people who are patient with me, these are regular practices for them. Yeah, that's a great point. I do see that. And, you know, I was thinking about when you said, what are times, you know, for you driving in the car? And I'm thinking about, you know, when, if you're going on a road trip Mm -hmm. with your family, inevitably, and I don't want to, I'm not going to throw my husband under the bus here, but, uh, (laughs) you know, like you just got to get there to start the vacation. Mm -hmm. And so that produces a lot more frustration than, Hey, we're in the car. We have 12 hours together. Mm -hmm. Let's play games. Let's do this. This is the vacation is starting right now. It's a whole different mindset. If you can say it's starting now versus it doesn't start till we get there, you know, and it's it is kind of the element of patience like yeah let's just pause and be you know like you said be present in this moment right now and be grateful that we get this time together in the car and it does yeah when the the, the mindset shifts it does change it does. the environment and even the relationship you know I'm thinking about just in the car you know so much more enjoyable I can yeah. imagine that's a great example I, I mean just it. like and I you know Randy and I talked I, I joke like that but Randy and yeah. I've talked about like and now we know when we get in the car, it's starting, you That's know, good. it's not when we get there and, mm-hmm. and that way we can kick back. And it used to be like, how many hours can you go without stopping? And now it's like, <laughs> let's stop every two hours and, and see where we are and just find something. And it yeah. takes, maybe it takes an hour longer. Who cares? Uh-huh. At least it's enjoyable yeah. you know, on the way. And it's, it's a mindset shift that changes the environment of the ride. Yeah. Right. And so if we can make these mind sh- mindset shifts, mm-hmm. it can change the environment where we are. That's a great example of how we can always learn and grow too. I mm-hmm. mean, we can, we can truly grow in this area of patience, no right. matter what age we are. We love the neuroplasticity of our minds that mm-hmm. we can always make changes. And so I love that example because it kind of helps us think, okay, you know, even in areas like that, what can I shift a little bit that can make things more enjoyable? Mm-hmm. That's a great example. I mean, just, yeah, yeah. absolutely. This is so good. So are there specific resources if someone's listening and they're saying, wow, I hadn't thought about, Mm -hmm. you know, the benefits of becoming, you know, it's interesting because I think about the relational benefits of being more patient, right? There's obvious relational benefits, but the way that you have outlined this, there are mental health benefits, you know, there Mm -hmm. are uh, physiological benefits Mm -hmm. of practicing this. Mm -hmm. And so it's not just relationally, I'll get along better with someone if I offer them more patience. Mm -hmm. It's my body will be healthier. Yes. If I offer patience, if I practice patience. So even more of a motivation to learn about patience. The mutual benefit of it for sure. I mean, wow. So what resources do you recommend? Yeah, I well, I read a book um, last year called The Relentless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. And I know it's not specifically like 
how to get more patients, but it is talking about one of the major categories that I think helps, and that is by reducing the craziness of life. And so definitely has stuff, a lot of stuff in there about patients, and I really liked it. So any of you out there that might be an Enneagram 3 like me and just likes to busy and do it and go, this was a really good book about um, just Mm. eliminating hurry and being rushed in our lives. So I like that one. And then um, Spiritual Practices for the Brain by Ann Kurtz Kearney. And I talked about this again on my anxiety podcast, but it has similarities. um, But it talks a lot about different activities that we can do, like mindfulness, grounding, meditation, those kinds of things that can help. Um, So to me, again, what do I do mental health wise that puts me in a good place so that when I'm in a situation that is starting to dysregulate me, that I know what to do, especially an impatient feeling that I'm having. So I really recommend, I think personally think everyone should read that book. It's just Mm -hmm. got very practical strategies for um, putting some of these practices into place. Yeah. And I I would add the podcast link that we'll put all these in our show notes, but the the podcast of Finding Freedom from the Tyranny of the Urgent that we interviewed uh, Stephanie Voice from the Oaks uh, Center. And that's so good. She talked about how to reduce the tyranny of the urgent uh, in life. Um, And so that was a really great podcast. So we can link that in as a resource too. Great. Well, Jean, as always, thanks for taking on a topic that, you know, I kind of like, I'm going to give this (laughs) one to Jean. Um, But as always, you did a great job and really made this super practical and brought this right down to home. So thank you so much for being here. For sure. Glad that you're here. And uh, for those of you listening, like I said, we've got one more in this series. Uh, Next week, Seth is going to be talking with us about becoming a better version of ourselves. And so uh, we've got one more in this series. So we're so glad that you've joined us. Uh, Listen, if you're you're hearing all of this and you're like, ah, patience is great, but my relationships are a mess and it's going to take more than more than patience. Or there is no way that I can practice mindfulness. Or I don't even know how to get a hold of my emotions. How am I supposed to regulate? Like any, if you're listening and just like, ah, I'm just really struggling with that. You know, that's why you want, that's why we're here. You know, call us and we're here. Check our, our website. We'll put these resources up there. They'll be in our show notes, but there's definitely other resources available to you as well. Uh, we thank you so much for joining us and we hope to connect with you soon. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Care to Change podcast, where we offer you practical solutions for positive change. We invite you to follow us on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and YouTube to hear more about our conversation topics. Check out the show notes below to see resources mentioned in this episode. If you have any questions or would like additional information, please reach out to us on our care line at 317-979-7133 or email us at help at care2change.org. We thank you again and hope you will join us for more of our podcast conversations.